welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Super glad that you're here. I'm recording this kind of, it feels weird because um, I have a friend staying with me and I feel like she can hear me through the walls and it's really weird to record a podcast when you feel like someone's listening, even though I know that like hundreds of you are going to listen or maybe thousands of you and yet the fact that someone's just across the apartment and can hear me makes me feel weird. Um, But hopefully she's not just sitting there listening going, this is how you make a podcast? I'm so fascinated. Um, you know, what's interesting is she was asking me earlier about making the podcast and wanted to know what kind of microphone I got. And, um, I don't know if many of you have recorded a podcast or understand how it works, but I'm holding my phone to my face right now. That's it. The iPhone has an amazing microphone and I had gotten a bunch of equipment and some microphones and whatnot, and they just don't have the same quality as just holding my phone to my mouth. So if you want to start a podcast, I'm just saying you have zero barriers to entry to the field of making a podcast. You hold your phone up to your face and you talk. And luckily I like to talk and I like to hold the talking stick. And so I'm holding my talking stick. It's called my iPhone. Um, I'm holding an iPhone XR. I got a new phone and I just want to say that getting a new phone is just like so much work because a, so here's the story. I had a perfectly, I have a perfectly good iPhone, but running boot camps on my phone, I'm running music, an interval timer, and then sometimes I want to take Instagram stories of everything that's going on and doing that all in one phone, it just ends up being kind of a disaster. Plus I would like to start to be able to film some of the workouts and film some other things. And so I'm like, well, I need another device that I can use that's got cellular service so I can stream online or post online and also I really want a 305 phone number I want a Miami phone number so that well I'll just the the best solution that I could think of was to get another phone get another phone number so I have a Miami phone number which um is like a dream come true I live in the 305 like Pipple and now I have a 305 phone number so um miss worldwide <laughs> anyway so i got this other phone it came in the mail um all the instructions yada 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 went to put it together nothing worked the sim card didn't work um it wouldn't activate the whole process was a nightmare and i just didn't i spent like three hours monkeying around with it and i couldn't figure out what was going on and so it was a waste of time which i don't have so i just let it sit there and it was really frustrating and finally decided to borrow my friend Courtney who's staying with me for the weekend borrow her phone to call Verizon and have them help me so it was literally an hour and a half on the phone with them to discover that the sim card didn't work and um, they had to send me a new one but we at least got the new phone up and running well the problem with a new phone is you pull over your Apple ID and all of that but you have to re-log into everything so I'm in a hurry all the time but now I have to log into every single app nothing works Nothing is as it should be, and it's just, it's been crazy. And I feel like the learning curve on a new phone is, like, I feel like a senior citizen being handed my very first Motorola Razor. I don't know what to do. So it's been an interesting couple of days where I've been yelling at the phone a lot. When I get frustrated with technology, I just yell stop at it and why. Why? Stop! And it doesn't do any good. So... Now I kind of cradle things like at the boot camps, I can never get the music speakers to sync up the first time. And so I found that if I cradle one and hug it and say, please, really nice, it will start working. And I'm not kidding. When I do that, it works. So I need to start doing that with this phone, but it's so hard. Anyway, so all of that to say, if you want to record a podcast, just put your phone to your face and talk and you have a podcast and, you know, make it good and you'll... Um, be able to put it into the world and then cool people will say, Hey, I found your podcast and I liked it and you'll get happy like I do. So, um, lots of stuff going on. I really appreciate everybody's feedback from last week's episode where I talked about my big news and the fact that I'm going to be leaving my finance career 
and off I go into this whole new world doing all of these things that I love so much. And it was funny this past week, one of my friends said, you know, isn't it so great that you finally found the thing that lights you up? And I said, no, actually, that's not what happened. Accounting lit me up. I always knew what I wanted to do. When I was a kid, my dad cleaned um, office buildings. So at night after business hours, he would go into office buildings and clean them, you know, vacuum, dust, mop the floors, whatnot. So like if you work in an office and you see the cleaning people come in at night, that's what my dad did. He was a carpet cleaner by day and then he cleaned office buildings and a Mexican restaurant every night, overnight. And so he would, he knew that I liked to play business. And so he'd bring home things from the garbage can, like packages of, of forms. So whatever, a dental office or, a, you know, I don't know, offices, they'd have like a package of forms they use for something in their business and it'd be in the garbage and he'd grab it or like a broken typewriter or just things that were used in the office. He would bring home and I would use them in my pretend office and I would play business and I remember I had a like a broken 10 key calculator and I would just play with it all the time. I would um, take the UPC barcodes on the back of my books and I would type them into the 10 key as if I was like doing, I don't even know what I thought I was doing, but I loved the 10 key. And so I played business and I loved it. And I always knew that's what I wanted to do. I always wanted to work in business. And so when it was time to go to college, obviously business was what I wanted to do. And then I got into accounting and spreadsheeting and I get to spreadsheet and tick and tie. And so I've loved my career in finance. I've loved working in accounting. There's a big part of my brain that um, is order, team order. And I like when things balance. I like symmetry. And so I've loved my career. It was I've been so fortunate to always do what I love. And then, you know, this my lifestyle changing and all of these things I've become really passionate about in health and fitness and transforming my own fitness and finding things I love. It's like I found another love that suits me in just a different way. So I'm really fortunate to move from one thing that I've loved to another thing that I've loved. And lucky for me, I think I can go back to spreadsheeting in the future if I need to, if the fitness thing just doesn't end up being something that keeps lighting me up. So, or maybe I'll find something new. I don't know, but I appreciate all the support. There've been so many women that have reached out to talk about having left their careers to start their own business. And it's just really empowering to know that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really acceptable, feasible, awesome thing to do, especially in this day and age. So I'm really excited. And, um, you know, those of you who've expressed concern, I'm really grateful also that you care so much about me to tell me that you're, you know, really concerned for my future. And I count you, the naysayers, amongst my closest friends so that if I do need rent money, I will call you first. So that's kind of how I'm handling that. <laughs> there have not been any naysayers. Everyone's been really great. Just a couple of naysayers. So that's been really, really exciting. Also this week in boot camp, we... Um, added a new instructor. Um, Jim has been coming to our boot camps for a while and his energy is just amazing. And um, we were at a lift session one day. Um, Oscar, Jim, and I, we like to lift together. And when Oscar and Jim came to boot camp, there was a shift in the energy. Like it just really took off. And Oscar has been a community builder and Jim has been this amazing motivator. And so we were at the gym and um, I was kind of lost in thought working out and I just saw this image in my head of Jim leading a, a boot camp in our space. And it was so clear to me that that was the solution I've been looking for. I've been looking for another me because I get tired and I have to take days off and I don't have anyone to teach boot camp in that space. I have a yoga teacher and a Tai Chi, tai chi teacher, which have been amazing so I can have some days off. But, you know, if I have things to do, like go to the DMV, I don't have a backup. And so I just saw it in my head. It was like the universe said, it's Jim. And I, I ran over to Jim. Jim was doing an ab workout. And I stood over him. I said, Jim, it's you. You're the next me. Do you want to lead boot camps? I think that you need to lead boot camps. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so this last Wednesday was so cool. Um, went down there and met him. He um, had, you know, put together the moves he wanted to do in the workout and I introduced him and I stood back and I stand, um, stood at the entrance to the boot camp and I watched him take off and lead 20 people in a beach work workout and it was 
just absolutely amazing. His energy was just through the roof. People were responding. People were working out hard. He had such beautiful energy flowing. And I stood back there and I watched and I bawled like a little baby because I was so proud, so proud of him, so proud of this space and what's been built there. So it's just a big, big moment. And then um, I went to the DMV in Florida where I live now. And uh, two hours later, I walked out with a Florida driver's license. So I'm officially a Florida resident with a Florida phone number, Miss 305. And it's so amazing. It's like a new identity was born that day. Jim, the fitness instructor, Kristen, the Floridian. And uh, it was just a really awesome day. So that's how it continues to go down here. Every week, there's something new and big and awesome that's happening. And I'm just kind of looking down and watching the path appear in front of me every step of the way. I don't know exactly where it all leads, but I know that it's going to be really, really good. And off we go. That's kind of what I keep saying. Off we go. So along those lines, I just want to talk a little bit about um, kind of a lesson I've learned through this. As I've been down here kind of spreading my wings and finding all of this new energy and these new experiences, I've found that there's just a part of me that really um, that really craves um, affirmation from really important people in my life. And I've learned that it's really important to know where the well is. So, you know, when I need something and I have this proverbial empty bucket, like I need um, assurance or I need um, an a girl or I need to hear I'm proud of you or I need to hear that I did a good job. You know, I talk a lot about being able to, to, to do that for yourself, to be able to say, you know, I don't need external confirmation that I'm okay. I don't need external validation. I need to be able to draw from my own supply, cheer myself up, motivate myself, love on myself. But there's this part of us as human beings that we look for and seek feedback from people around us. And one thing that I just hadn't really figured out till recently is that when you have a need, you need to know which well to bring your empty bucket to. Because some wells don't have what you need. If you bring an empty bucket to a dried up well and you keep going back there over and over again expecting to find what you need to fill your bucket, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And it's, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to that well. So that person, I go to the same people sometimes because I want to hear something from them. I want affirmation or I want an a girl. And when I don't get it, it's frustrating and it's hurtful. And what I've had to learn is I have 50 wells full of goodness surrounding me, sloshing, overflowing with everything that I need if I need it. And yet I bring my empty bucket to that dried up well. Why? I have to stop doing that. I have to know when I need confidence and I can't pull from myself, where do I go to get that? Do I go to my girlfriends? Do I go to a book? Do I go to a podcast? Do I go to meditation? Do I go to a fitness class? If I need to hear, you're okay, you're going to be okay. Who's the person in my life that I can go to and say, I just need to hear that I'm going to be okay. Go to the full well. Go to the well that's never failed you. Go to the place that has the resource that you need. And stop frustrating yourself, setting yourself up for disappointment, And honestly, not learning. Stop doing that. Stop going to the dried up wells. You know where they are. And and we get emotionally attached to there should be water in that well. If I was that well, I'd be full of water. (laughs) And, And for me, I get tied up in that. Like I should be able to go to this well and say, I need water. And that well should say, here you go. And it doesn't happen. You know what I'm talking about. This is all kind of hypothetical, but it's people in your life. There there are people's opinions that matter more than others. And for some reason, it's taken me a long time to understand that I don't need to continue to go back and try to get something from people that don't have the capacity to say what I want to hear 
it's not that they're bad. It's not that they don't love me. It's that they don't have the capacity to meet the need. They don't have the words I need to hear. But guess what? Look around. There's a whole bunch of them that do. So that's been like a lesson I've had to... Been, I, they always say you keep repeating the, the, the lesson until you pass the test. And I feel like I've finally passed the test on this one. That first I'm going to go to my own well and I'm going to self-soothe and I'm going to try to meet my own need. And when I just want something external, I'm going to go to the right place. And I'm not going to expect things from people that that can't offer it. So I don't know if that serves you, but if it does, um, I hope you'll remember to, um, to go to the full well with your little empty bucket. It's kind of like taking your empty coffee cup to the Pepsi machine. You aren't going to get a nice extra hot almond milk latte with sugar-free vanilla. You're going to get like Mountain Dew or Pepsi or Diet Mountain Dew or something. And so why would we take our empty bucket to, you know, I don't know, uh, to like a bag of flour? (laughs) That's the opposite. I love parables. I love hypotheticals. I like word pictures. And so sometimes on the fly, I try to make them and then they fall flat. But you know what I mean. So there's my life lesson of the week. Have you noticed at the grocery store that the protein bar section has just become a whole aisle? Protein bars are a huge industry and they're a staple in your diet. If you are trying to hit your protein goal, you're following a specific diet plan, so many of us use protein bars to supplement as snacks, as desserts, or just to get that extra protein bump. What you won't find in the grocery store are Built Bars. Built Bars are available online at builtbar.com. There are 18 different flavors, and these are unlike any protein bar that you have had before, I promise you. The texture is what sets them apart. They're a chewy nougat covered in 100% real chocolate. They have 18 flavors, and they have built bars that have nuts and built bars that do not have nuts. So the calories vary depending on the flavor you choose, but they all have between 17 and 19 grams of protein, and all of them are under 180 calories. My favorite flavor for sure is raspberry, which is a raspberry nougat covered in amazing dark chocolate. Warm it up in the microwave for about 15 seconds, and I eat it as dessert. It's delicious. Randy's favorite is cookies and cream. It's amazing, a a delicious chocolate flavor, also really good warmed up. The cookies and cream, 130 calories with 17 grams of protein and only four grams of sugar. So these are really great if you're low carb, if you're watching your sugar intake, but you need that protein bump. I highly recommend that you give them a try. You can use my code DESTINATIONBEGIN for 10% off. They have free shipping on all of their orders, and they also offer shipping protection for under a dollar that will make sure that your protein bars do not melt in transit. Highly recommend that. So give them a try today. They have a 100% money-back guarantee, but I promise you're going to love them. So I get asked a lot about food and diet and... I talk about it a lot here on the podcast and I have a lot of different tips and tricks and things that I do in my diet that are, I don't know, there are things that kind of save my sanity. There are some things that save me some time and there are some of my favorite ways to eat that fit my goals and that I want to talk about because I learn um, little food tips and tricks from my friends and from Instagram and places a lot. And um, if I'm learning things all the time, perhaps I have something that you might not have heard and I want to share those things with you. So first of all, I get asked often, you know, what's more important, working out or diet? And um, the answer to that is um, it depends. (laughs) Um, They really go hand in hand because if you're eating a healthy diet, you're, you know, you're going to feel better and it's going to probably make you want to work out. Conversely, if you're working out, you're not going to want to ruin it by going and eating things that are going to burn up, um, you know, your hard work. So obviously they go hand in hand, but when it comes down to time crunch, this is where I'm really trying to, to speak to. If it comes down to it's Sunday and you need to work out, but you also need to say grocery shop and food prep. Which one is more important? And in this case, I'm going to say 
it's the grocery shopping and food prep. If you spend two hours at the gym and burn, let's just say you burned 1,500 calories at the gym in two hours and you didn't food prep. And you spend the week grabbing food on the fly, not planning your meals, not really knowing what you're eating, not having healthy options so you grab something quickly or you eat something you don't like. It's a very likely that you're going to eat 2,000 calories in the week that you otherwise wouldn't have had to. So spending that time to actually grocery shop and food prep, that two hours is going to save you more calories in the week. And so if you ever have to actually make that choice, which I would say it shouldn't happen very often, um, if you are serious about living a healthy lifestyle, um, you really have to prioritize both working out and eating clean, healthy, good food and balancing your, um, your nutrition. But if you have to make that decision, I just want you to remember that you're going to save yourself a lot more calories in the food prep process. So I want to talk a little bit about food prep because I know a lot of people who food prep every weekend and um, it's a big chunk of time, but they love it and they do it every week and they're consistent. And there are some people who say, there's just no way I'm going to do that. There's just no way. I don't have time. It's exhausting. I don't want to do all that shopping. It doesn't end up saving me much money. I don't want to do it. So that's the group I want to talk to here because I want to encourage you to rethink your food prep. You do not have to go buy a whole bunch of meat, a whole bunch of vegetables, cook everything, make a bunch of recipes, dole it out into individual meals, freeze it, market. You don't have to do all of that to food prep. There are many different ways that you can simply set your week up for success that doesn't involve all of that. So a couple of quick tips. Number one, rotisserie chickens. If you go to a grocery store, that has rotisserie chickens, you can get a couple of those. Typically, they're pretty cost-effective. Bring them home and just take all the meat off the bones. Take all the skin off, take all the meat off the bones, and separate those out. Now you've done very little work, and you've got a couple of pounds of cooked meat, cooked chicken, if you eat chicken. Um, You can separate out the white from the dark. You can pull the drumsticks out for your kids. Um, Typically, they're like $8, I think, which... Typically, a rotisserie chicken cooked at the grocery store is cheaper than a raw one, Um, but you would cook at home, which is crazy. So that's a time saver. So if you just do that and you have just some individually portioned containers of chicken, or even if you don't individually portion them, you just have cooked chicken in your fridge for a couple of days, um, you now have protein you can grab. And um, you can even you know, get three or four chickens and put some of it in the freezer. That is a way you can food prep that is not a production line, okay? So there's one tip for you. Vegetables. You can simply buy the bags that you steam in the microwave. So you're going to spend a little bit more money doing that because they're not, you know, because they're essentially in a prepackaged form. But if you go and order pizza one night... I don't know how much pizza costs, I haven't done it in a long time, but you figure you spend $30 on pizza, not only have you blown like what you plan to eat for healthy food, but there's 30 bucks. So if you spend an extra 30 bucks in a week on buying a little bit more of the convenience healthy foods, you're still winning and you're sticking to your goals. So just remember that you have a bigger goal here than just you know being the most economical. And if you do want to be the most economical, you can buy vegetables that are really, really quick to cook. You can buy a giant bag of green beans. You can throw them in a bowl in the microwave and steam them when you're ready to eat them. You can buy canned vegetables and simply open those cans and dump half a can in with the chicken that you put. You don't have to cook everything from scratch to food prep. Often, I buy canned green beans. I open about five of them. I drain them. I get a couple rotisserie chickens. I separate them out into containers, put in the green beans, put them in the fridge. Now I've got some vegetables and some protein they're ready to grab. It does take a little time, but it's not a production. I know on Instagram, if you're on Instagram and you're watching people food prep, it's like, They've got, you know, four hours and they're making all these recipes and all these ingredients and their spices and they're cooking a pot of rice and they're, you know, roasting veggies. And if you want to do all of that, knock yourself out. I'm just offering that you don't have to be that crazy. And anytime you're eating food out of your own house that you put together, 
and it's not from a restaurant or a takeout or fast food, you're winning because you know what's in it. You know the portions. You probably know the macros or the nutrition if you separated it out. So you don't have to go all the way crazy healthy in order to make an improvement and do that food prep. So I just want to offer that to you as a possible solution. Other things you can do if you go to a nice grocery store that has a big deli, a lot of times they'll just have big pre-cooked, um, you know, pulled pork. Or um, I know Target has a really good um, selection of just trays of cooked pulled rotisserie chicken. So it's not even on the bone. You can just buy that. If you're a vegetarian, obviously you can get a lot of prepackaged salads. You can get canned lentils to put on there. So I'm just, I want you to think outside the box that you don't have to go from, you know, to the most um, perfect giant food prep scenario in order to food prep. Also, I really like to get deli meat and, you know, there's a lot of people who don't eat deli meat because of nitrates and stuff. And I wouldn't suggest that it be a big part of your diet no matter what. But you can get some really good organic, clean deli meat. Like Applegate is a really good brand. And have that on hand. Because especially if you're running out the door, you can grab some rotisserie roasted chicken breast from Applegate. Grab that and that's a nice protein boost snack for you. And it's already in a package. Um, so just consider taking a little time to food prep. Um, also just having some little containers or some plastic baggies, get a giant thing of nuts or a giant, you know, package of whatever your favorite vegetable is for a snack. And, you know, if you have kids, you could, you can task them to here, here's 10 bags, put 10 baby carrots in there or count out 28 almonds into each bag here for a serving. You know, it doesn't have to be crazy. Um, in order to get some of those things pre-done. So think outside the box and you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to do it all. So um, aside from food prepping, I have some other little um, favorite recipe, I guess they're not recipes because they're not that complex, but some food hacks that I like to do. And so when I talked about that deli meat, one of my favorite things to do is to get the um, deli meat. So I get roasted, oven roasted turkey or oven roasted um, chicken. And you can ask them to slice it dinner um, sliced, which is the thickest slice. And then it's kind of like you're eating a big carved piece of meat. So a lot of times they'll they'll slice it for you thin, like you're going to put it on a sandwich. But if you're not going to put it on a sandwich, have them slice it really thick. And then I like to microwave it and eat it hot. So a slice of hot turkey breast is actually really good that way. Otherwise, if it's not um, cut super thick, one of my favorite snacks is to buy, um, I think they're called pepperoncini. They're basically banana pepper rings. And I buy those and those are, you know, I don't know, there's like five calories in them and they're nice and spicy. And I'll lay out some um, turkey breast meat, some deli meat, on a plate and I'll put some of those banana peppers on it and then I'll roll it up and then I'll eat it. So it's this really good pepper and turkey little roll up. And so it's low calorie, high protein, really delicious, just a different flavor profile than some of the other snacks that I eat. Really good. You can also get pickled jalapeno peppers and do that or even jalapeno slices if you like the spicy things. Really good. That's one of my favorite snacks lately. So, um, also I want to talk a little bit about the math on expensive food. So because I'm eating this really interesting prep diet for my show, I have to eat pretty specific, um, macros and therefore I don't get to eat things like, um, hamburger and steak and things with fat and I have to eat really lean meat or fish. And so I've gotten a little tired of chicken. I don't like to eat it for every meal and I really love fish. And one of my favorite fish, sea bass. And sea bass is stupid expensive. It's like typically $25 a pound. And so when I'd be at the fish counter, I'd look at the fish and look at it wistfully and end up buying, you know, cod or snapper or something for a couple of dollars a pound. And that's fine. I really do enjoy cod. By the way, if you get whitefish, cod, one thing that's really good on it, if you really like tartar sauce, A lot of times the tartar sauce, the reason you like it is because it's got a little zing. So what I do is I buy the no sugar added sweet relish 
And so when I make cod, I just put some salt and pepper on it. And then I put some no sugar added sweet relish on it. And um, it's delicious. And if you really like the tartar sauce, you could just put a little mayo in with your own relish. And you save a lot of calories and a lot of fat. But you still feel like you're eating tartar sauce. So just remember, that's my favorite thing to do on whitefish. And it really adds some flavor. Also, I encourage you to try seafood blend seasonings. If you go in the spice aisle, there's so many blends. Just get a few. There's one called Slap Yo Mama. That's a Cajun. That's really good on fish. Um, Emerald has an essence for seafood. That's really good. So if you kind of given up on fish because it's blah or you don't know how to make it taste good, get some specific seafood blend spices and try it because you might be really, really surprised. Otherwise, I typically just use garlic salt or salt and pepper. But anyway, going back to this. So talk about the price of fish. What I realized is on a day when I really want to eat something delicious and I'm, you know, tied into my macros, the thing that I really want to do is I want to go to Chipotle and I want a bowl. I want lettuce and I want their chicken and I want their salsa. And I know I can make that fit my macros, but it's not something that I have to cook. And that's my, basically my, my, way to keep my sanity when I'm eating so clean. Well, at Chipotle now, I mean, and I do double meat. It's like $13 for a bowl because they charge for everything. And so I did the math. I'm like, if I get a pound of sea bass and I cook, you know, eight ounces of it, that's going to cook down to about six ounces of protein that I'm getting. And I've spent, you know, $12.50. And that is a lot of money per pound for protein. I don't typically spend that much when I'm stocking up on protein, but if I think about, well, Chipotle is that price, would I rather have a piece of sea bass or would I rather have a Chipotle bowl? Most of the time, I want the sea bass because sea bass is amazing. Same with like Branzino or um, sea scallops. I love sea scallops. Well, those are expensive. Well, so is eating out. I mean, honestly, it's, um, it's about doing the math. I need to eat clean. I want to love my food. What would I spend if I went out right now and bought some healthy food? If I went to the pot bar at Whole Foods, it'd be like $20. So just think about it. Zoom out a little bit. And when you're thinking about foods that you know are really good for you and what you need to choose, sometimes choosing that decadent expensive option is truly just fine when you compare it to what you otherwise would have done. So I encourage you also to just try it try the sea bass down here in Miami there's a company called fish level and uh it's it's amazing they deliver fish to your door fresh caught fish on ice you order it the night before it's there at your house the next morning they do ship around um, the country on ice as well so it's called fish level uh, they're on Instagram fish level court but um my client and friend Steve told me about it he's just And he's the hero of this entire beach now because I've told everyone that I know, I don't know how many people are ordering from fish level, but they're getting a lot of business because Steve told us. And so getting um, Branzino delivered and um, salmon and sea bass, it's just been really delicious. And that brings me to the air fryer. Now, if you don't have an air fryer, you need to put down this podcast and get in your car and go buy one right now or go online and buy one right now because you need an air fryer in your life. They're a game changer. Air fryers are the greatest things ever. And this isn't like the Instant Pot. You know, everybody loved the Instant Pot because, you know, I don't know, whatever. I got an Instant Pot and I didn't understand it. It was confusing and I, I don't know, it almost blew up and I gave it to my mom. And she loves it. But the Instant Pot, you know, is popular. But it's basically like the Instant Pot is, in my opinion, don't be mad at me. It's for like moms making dinner for a family. And for some of us, we don't do that. And so especially if you live alone. Now, air fryer is great for everyone. But especially if you live alone or it's just you and a partner. It makes a small amount of food really easily, really quickly doesn't heat up your kitchen, and oh my goodness, it's just everything is good. So especially with seafood, sometimes it's like scary to think about cooking seafood. You want to make sure it's cooked all the way. You don't know how to cook it. If you bake it, it's blah. You obviously don't want to deep fry it. If you grill it, it can fall apart. Well, the air fryer. For sea scallops, sea scallops have a lot of water in them. 
And if you bake them, they can dry out and then they sit in all that moisture and then they don't sear well. The air fryer has a little tray in it that keeps the food up so that air can flow under it and all around it. And so for something like sea scallops or fish, that water releases and goes underneath that tray. And so it doesn't sit in water. And so you get this amazing um, crispy sear on the outside. It's air fried. So I put sea scallops or my fish in the air fryer, do a really quick little spray of olive oil spray or coconut oil spray and turn it on. And in 10 to 15 minutes, I have perfectly cooked, crispy on the outside, fish or sea scallops or shrimp or whatever it is in my air fryer. It's amazing. It's changed my life. I've been eating so much fish and I feel so good. And if you aren't into doing that, the next thing that the air fryer is a game changer for is vegetables. Every vegetable tastes better in the air fryer. They get crispy on the outside, they cook all the way through, or if you want something not cooked all the way through, you want it a little bit look crunchy, like I like my asparagus to stay a little crunchy, you can just keep an eye on it, pull it out when the outside gets brown, it's perfect, it's amazing. Um, One of my favorite things to do in the air fryer is to cut up an onion into big petals and just spray, again, just a little spray of olive oil, put some garlic salt on them, and then put the onions in the air fryer, and it's like It's like onion rings without the breading. And that sounds a little strange, but you have to try it. So good. Or I'll mix the onions up with some zucchini chunks and have roasted zucchini and onions in the air fryer. So every vegetable works really well. The only vegetable that I haven't had good luck with it in is carrots. Um, Just because carrots are just so hard, they tend to need to actually bake. So if I need to make carrots, I'll actually bake those off. But um they're amazing and if you do have a big family they have some really big air fryers now that you can do a lot of food in for a bigger family but I know for my friends that are single or it's just a couple it's been a game changer because you can cook really good meals in that air fryer without having to dirty a pan on the stove or figure out the oven so air fryer get one get yourself one as for brands I have a turbo xl it's from target it's not great Um, I'll just say it's not great. I had a Ninja brand that I left in Minnesota and that one was bomb. And I've also heard that the Cuisinart is honestly the Cadillac. So if you're going to go get one, don't get the Turbo XL. It's the cheapest one at Target. Don't do it. I'm just telling you. I have it. I'm using it because it works and because there's no reason not to, but really disappointed in that brand. So get the Ninja or get a Cuisinart um, or do some research online and find one that you think is good. But I'm just telling you, don't waste your time on the Turbo XL. It's fine. It's just, I don't know. The drawer doesn't shut right. It's small. It's, I don't really like it. But I still like it. I mean, it's still an air fryer. Um, If you're on Instagram, there's a lot of really funny memes about women getting together and talking about um, their air fryers. And it's true. When um, Amanda and Rachel were here visiting, we had really long conversations about our air fryers. And then here I am on my podcast talking about an air fryer. So Um, another thing that's been a big game changer for me lately is my Nespresso machine. Now, I've had every kind of coffee maker known to man. I love coffee. Me and coffee are besties. Um, and I had a really nice Gaja espresso machine in Minnesota that, you know, it was like you put the beans in there, pushed a button, it ground you a shot, made you an espresso shot. It was amazing. But I didn't bring it here in my car, and I couldn't figure out a way to fly it here, and so that needed to be gifted to Amanda. So um, I didn't bring that to Florida, and I just had a coffee pot, which was fine. But I really like my coffee to be creamy. And, um, you know, I'm counting everything I eat right now. And so I thought I got to stop putting almond milk and cream and milk in my coffee. I want to save those calories for actual food. Well, one of my friends here in the building has the Nespresso Virtuo. And it makes you a lovely espresso shot or a cup of coffee. And the technology, and it makes a crema on the top. So you get a frothy cup of coffee you don't need to put cream in it it's like it's just insane it's amazing it's the greatest invention ever I got one um at New Year's and um I love it because I can make one cup of coffee or one shot of espresso it's got the crema I don't need to add anything to make it feel decadent and delicious 
And even if you don't care about the cream thing, it's amazing. The pods, I think they're a dollar or a dollar ten for a pod. So you're talking about a dollar for a cup of coffee, which I understand is more than just brewing a pot. But when you compare it to going to Starbucks, which I love to do, it's a dollar. And the Starbucks does not give you a big cup of coffee or espresso shot for a dollar last time I checked. So check it out. The virtual line is awesome. They have um, a subscription service for their pods and um, it's amazing. So that's been a big hack for me to save those creamer um, and almond milk calories. It's just kind of been a game changer. So the Nespresso Virtuo, love it. Um, also, I've been making some, make a lot of protein shakes and sometimes I really want a protein shake, but I don't need protein. I've already eaten for the day, but I want something. So what I've started to do in my blender is I make a kind of a almost no calorie um, shake. And how you do it is you get what's called guar gum, G-U-A-R gum. And it's the stuff. I don't even know what it is. But when you put it in, like say a milkshake, you put it with ice, it, it makes cold things thick. It thickens cold things. So here's what I do. I put um, in my, uh, I have like a ninja bullet thing. You put ice and I put unsweetened almond milk. And then I'll put just um, like lemon juice and some Splenda or I'll put, um, I've been putting some um, sugar-free Jello mix in or um, some Crystal Light even and, um, and some guar gum. And then you blend it up and you get basically, it's kind of like an icy, like a Slurpee. It's so good. So it's amazing. And you wouldn't have to use sugar-free stuff. You could use whatever you want. Um, I've even just put like maple syrup flavoring in there or um, powdered cocoa. So powdered cocoa has about 10 calories for a tablespoon. So like Hershey's dark cocoa. So you get a dark chocolate in with the unsweetened almond milk and ice and the guar gum and you get kind of like this thick, what's almost like a milkshake. Very, very low calorie. It's mostly ice. So it's been a big prep game changer. Xanthan gum also does that. Um, Xanthan gum isn't specifically for cold things. Guar gum is specifically for cold things. So I ordered mine online from Amazon. If you just Google it um, in, or search for it in Amazon, um, there's a company that sells just these basic packets of guar gum and xanthan gum. So if you like that kind of thing, give it a try. Um, it really is a game changer to make those um, things thick. So try that for sure. So just some little tips I have on food prep and little diet hacks. Um, another program product that I really love um, is called True Lemon. And it's a little packet of powdered lemon. I don't even know what it is. But if you have a protein shake, like I have a blueberry muffin flavored protein shake that's pretty basic and it's, I'm not a big fan of it. A lot of times if you add some of those flavorings, you can really change your protein shake flavor enough to where you like it. Because protein is expensive. I think it's like $50 for a big tub sometimes. And so if you pick a flavor and you don't like it, that's a lot of money out the door. So sometimes you can salvage it. So if I get a chocolate flavor that I'm not really stoked on, I'll put a little PB2 in there and make it a peanut butter chocolate protein shake. And I log the PB2 and I make sure that I count it, but it's kind of a way to salvage that $50 tub of protein. Or like this one is the blueberry muffin flavor and it's okay, but when you add a little lemon to it, it's lemon blueberry and it's amazing. Also, I have a lot of extracts, so I'll get a vanilla protein and then I'll put a little mint extract in it or I'll put, oh, my favorite, almond extract. I put almond extract in a lot of my protein shakes and it just adds a yummy little flavor. Also, if you really like pumpkin spice and your favorite protein brand is no longer doing pumpkin spice because it's not fall, I will get like a cinnamon flavored protein or even a vanilla and I'll just add pumpkin pie spice to it. You can put that in there when you blend it up so you can really make your own flavor. So get creative there. There's no reason to hate your food. That's really what I'm trying to get at. There's no reason to hate your food and there's no reason to get feel like you have to eat crazy weird complex things or like you can't have things that taste good. You can find things that taste good. You can find things that fit your goals. Be creative and don't be afraid to ask your friends. Some of these things I just told you about, I found out from my friends. The guar gum, found out from a friend. Um, the Nespresso, I saw a friend using it. <laughs> the air fryer, well, 
the whole world is in on that one. So, so I hope these uh, little food tips and tricks have been helpful for you. Implement them. I'd love to hear which ones you really like. And then I'd love to hear yours. If you have one, if you have a hack, if you have a way that that um, makes a really delicious, lower calorie, good macro based snack. I'd love to hear it. I'm not interested in hearing that you like microwave your bagel bites. Um, we don't want to talk about processed foods and stuff like that here. I'm talking about ways to stick to your diet. So, although I will tell you this, this is one thing that I used to do. And I, t- when I tell people about it, they're always horrified. So when I was really, really overweight, I obviously ate a lot of food, um, all the time. And um, I thought about food all day, every day. I couldn't wait to eat. So many, there were so many times I go to the grocery store and I had to have a couple of things to eat on the way home. So I would go grocery shopping and I would eat two full bags of potato chips between my house and the store. So, and I'd maybe go five miles to the store. But one thing you know if you've ever been really overweight or you're a binge eater, you tend to eat those things fast. The faster, the better. So I'd eat all that stuff on the way home And then as soon as I got home and I had all the groceries, it was like a race to start eating the food. And I loved these Totino's party pizzas. And if you're not familiar, Totino's party pizzas are these really small little pizzas. And Totino's is a Minnesota company. So I understand maybe none of the people outside of Minnesota have even eaten them. I haven't looked for them anywhere else, but they're small. They're usually a dollar and it's not even real food, but they're meant to be put on the oven rack in your oven. You bake them for about 15 minutes. They get really crispy and the crust is kind of thin. And um, I mean, I don't know. They're delicious. I- I'm not even going to pretend like they're not good. Now, actually, the last time I had one, it wasn't good. I think the recipe has changed. They've cheapened them because they've stayed about a buck. Um, and you know, it's just 20 years later, but I digress. (laughs) Anyway, they're made to be made in the oven, but I would get all of my food home and I couldn't wait. And so I'd throw it on a plate. It was a frozen little pizza. It would fit on a plate. That's how small they were, the size of a dinner plate. And I would microwave it. And when you microwave it, it would be obviously really soft, but the cheese product would melt. And so I'd pull it out of the microwave and I'd roll it up. And so it was kind of like a burrito and I would eat it like a pizza, like a rolled up pizza burrito. And the crust had these little holes in it to ventilate the hot air when you baked it. So when it was microwaved and you took a bite of it, the hot pizza sauce would like squirt out the little holes. And, um, it was awesome. It was awesome. So I would microwave one and while I was eating it, I would microwave another one and then I'd have two. So, I don't know. This is just a little sidebar story. Sometimes I forget what my life was like and it's just crazy to remember that was really what I did. But, um, so if your hack is to, (laughs) is that it's, it's better to microwave a party pizza to eat it quickly. Well, I already know that one and and I'm not here for it, (laughs) but you know, what's funny is when people find out that I used to be so overweight, one of the most common conversations that occur is, you know, what did you eat? And so it is, I, I think it's kind of fun. I go back in my mind sometimes and just, I recall how I used to eat and it's funny, but I, it does always bring back nostalgia. I, I mean, I love, I love food. People look at me now and they just assume that I don't have a problem with food and that I don't love food and that I just got over it. And I'm here to tell you that, no, I still really love food and hyper palatable highly processed food. It tastes good. I like it just as much as everyone else. The, the difference is, is that I've learned that it, you know, that if I choose that, I don't get what I want out of life. And so it's, it's when you, when you fully get to the, the, the resignation, I guess you have to resign yourself to the fact that you can't have a healthy, fit body you feel good in and fuel it with processed garbage, excess calorie laden, hyper palatable food all the time. It doesn't, it's not possible. No one does it. No one does it. Um, And so, you know, as I coach clients and talk to people about um, overcoming weight issues and getting, getting through binge eating issues, we always kind of have to come down to this moment of, I know that you want to lose weight and I know that you want to be healthy 
And I know that you want to indulge in all of the delicious foods. Um, I know. But at some point, you have to pick one. Because, the you know, I've said this in other episodes. I say it a lot. That food isn't going anywhere. It's always going to be around. You are always going to go to parties and events and restaurants and and special occasions and they're always going to serve alcohol and treats and desserts and fr- fried foods and really highly calorically dense delicious things and you are always going to have to navigate that so at some point um, that's when you have to get serious and say how often and how much will I have those things um, so I can have what I really want if you really want to healthy fit body that makes you feel good that you can use in the ways that feel good for you so oh that was a tangent very tangential of me um anyway so i'm done now that was just kind of a little trip down memory lane on on uh, what i used to do with the totino's party pizzas maybe i'll add something like that to every episode just to remind you all that yes um I'm a real person and um, I did all those things too. And we all have our little guilty pleasures. Uh, I also love to hear those things. What are some of the guilty pleasures that you've done? Some of the crazy things, some of the things you've woken up from a food coma to find your face stuck in. It's always kind of fun. Um, I often found chocolate drool on my pillow. So there you have that. That's all I have for you today in this episode thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love. Thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it, honestly, is to send a link directly to somebody that you think would get something out of this podcast. Because saying, hey, I have a podcast for you is great, but sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, And you can also email me, Kristen, at destinationbegin.com.